Horses podcast. I'm here today with one of my uh, my personal, I'm going to say mentors slash heroes slash man crushes, Stacy Bear from the Sierra Club. Welcome, Stacy, to the Unarmed Forces podcast. Uh, stoked to be here, Griff, and uh, I'm imagining your long, flowing locks, because as you know, I don't have any locks, and I will say that um, since the election, I've had to explain to more people than I ever have before that I am not a skinhead. I mean, I don't see what would give people that impression, Stacy. I don't get it. I don't. I don't either. Um, I guess it's just my size and my well-shaved scalp. And um, I started uh, the other day. I was feeling a little down, and so I got red laces for my hiking boots, which I wear as my everyday, as well as my dress shoes. And they made me feel really happy because it was like being a, a little Boy Scout again back in South Dakota with my bright red shoelaces. And so I posted on Facebook how happy this made me. And it was a long conversation. I had no idea that wearing red shoelaces and um, if, if they were in Doc Martens meant that I had killed somebody. And um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really not a very mean or aggressive person. And um, I, I kind of wonder if Reese Witherspoon had the same conversation after her portrayal of Cheryl Strayed and Wild, or if people just allowed her to have red bootlaces and why I feel like there's a double standard between Reese Witherspoon and I right now that I'm hoping to use this podcast to address. I was really not expecting it to go there, but Stacy, I'm glad that it did. <laughs> so, uh, before we, before we go down any more Reese Witherspoon and wild, uh, Stacy, would you mind giving a little bit of background on yourself, uh, what you've done in the past, where you are now, please? Sure. Uh, I was the 1996, South Dakota High School Debate Champion, and now I am the director of Sierra Club Outdoors. There's a huge gap in years in there with a whole lot of adventure and adversity, but would you mind explaining a little bit about what Sierra Club Outdoors is? Sure. So actually, in 1996, I took an ROTC. I'm actually going to answer your first question now and not the other one, but I'll explain what Sierra Club Outdoors is. I joined the Reserve Officer Training Corps at the University of Mississippi in 1996, and was in the United States military, uh, was stationed in Germany in 2000 and 2004, and for the life of me, could not find a way down to Iraq or Afghanistan, in part because we were, my unit was going to go in the northern option, but the Turks shut that down. And I was hugely disappointed, but in 2003, I got what I felt like was a consolation deployment um, down in Bosnia and was the counterterrorism team chief down there. It was a fantastic opportunity. And then I ended up leaving the Army um, and did a couple years of landmine clearance as a civilian explosive ordnance disposal tech in um, Angola and then the former Soviet state of Georgia. And then I got recalled and out of the individual ready reserve. So in 2006, I ended up in Baghdad as a civil affairs team leader. And um, I always kind of say that a little bit hesitantly because I think a lot of people have had a mixed bag experience with civil affairs, but I was, I had a fantastic boss, a fantastic team and, um, we got a lot of great work done out in Baghdad before and during the surge and tried to extend my tour, but, um, couldn't get it done. And so I came back home, went to graduate school, started a pretty massive drug addiction. Um, and by the time I quit drinking about five years after I got home, um, was it was somewhere between 20 or 30 drinks a day. 
Um, and that was just my, that was like a weekend or, you know, a NASCAR event or anything else like that. That was just my daily consumption. Um, and ended up graduating uh, from grad school, got a master's in city planning. The economy dropped out in 2009, and I ended up in Boulder, Colorado, and um, faced well, I felt that I had a binary of the nine millimeter mouthwash or rejoining the military. And a buddy showed me a third way and got me out rock climbing. And that changed the trajectory of my life and um, helped start a nonprofit with another, with a ranger, Nick Watson, um, Gulf War One era guy. Uh, we launched Veterans Expeditions. And a year into that, I pitched a grant to the Sierra Club and they, they used that grant to hire me. Uh, and so I've been at the Sierra Club for almost six years. I, I started out running their military program, and now I oversee the military outdoors, which focuses on veterans, service members, and their families. Uh, we get out about 13,000 veterans, service members, and their families uh, across all programs, um, inspiring connections outdoors, um, which works primarily with kids in 50 different towns and cities across America, and then our um, our membership outdoors program, the local outings. And all told, we get out about 250,000 people outside a year. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't think, I mean, I think kind of like you, right? I mean, if anybody would have talked to 16-year-old Griff, I don't know if your dream, I'm guessing your dream, you wouldn't have said, yeah, someday I'm going to open up a, you know, I'm going to make flip-flops. And, um, but there's so much more behind that statement, right, of, of what you do and how you got there. And I think that's, you know, I feel like I'm in my dream job and, um, and the best part about my job is the people that I get to meet, like you. And, I mean, the outdoor industry is a fantastic place to meet a lot of really great people, just like the military was a fantastic place to meet a lot of great people. And when you meet veterans in, you know, in the outdoor industry, it's pretty much a guarantee that that's going to be somebody you're going to want to spend time with. And, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, the outdoors has certainly become my tribe after, after the military. And then there's even that tighter-knit group of, of other veterans and service members who have found their way into the outdoors. And my goal every day is to wake up and figure out how we get more people in the outdoors and, and feeling like this is something that, you know, that they can love and this is part of their life. And, um, you know, from a veteran perspective, I mean, we actually fought for this country, right? We fought for this physical land and we have a great opportunity in our public lands to see and experience the great, things in this country that are not philosophical ideas. I mean, they are philosophical ideas, but they take root in our public lands and in the outdoors. And um, that's pretty special. Agreed. So for, for those of you who can't imagine Stacy, just imagine somebody, are you six, seven or six, eight? I'm six, seven. The army took an inch off of me. Yeah. Six, seven, you know, huge human being that you just oozes stoke. And that comes from a mixture of uh, mixing passion and purpose and being able to give it away to other people. So if you ever find yourself in the outdoor industry within a hundred yards of Stacy, not only will you feel his presence, but you'll probably hear him as well. He's quite a loud human being and he projects over the top of everybody else. So, yeah. Yeah. I think the only, yeah. Patty O'Connell, I think is the only other similarly large man that is in the outdoor industry and he's not a veteran, but he's an Irishman. So that's yeah. kind of close. Kind of close. So, uh, well, in terms of <laughs> adventure and trauma. So, <laughs> that's funny. So, uh, so, all right. So, you know, all of this, this, you know, this adventure doesn't, does not come without challenge. What's been your biggest challenge over the past year? Yeah, no, there's, there's been a ton of challenges. I was talking to a um, friend of a friend. He was like, I'd love to figure out how to follow your journey. And I was like, well, you know, $70,000 of cocaine, that's where you start. Um, <laughs> but, um, 
so it all depends on where you want to say you started your adventure. I mean, my biggest challenge this last year was also, I think, the biggest blessing I've ever had. And um, my wife and I were super, super excited to welcome our little girl into the world in the eye of a huge winter storm on January 31st. And I think my biggest challenge this year is learning how to be a dad and, and how do I adapt my adventure and my wanderlust and my desire to, you know, climb and ski, ski big lines and, and climb and, and huck myself off of things with being a dad. And, uh, and, and I think the biggest challenge in that is slowing, slowing everything down and turning down the volume, um, with my little girl. Um, and you know, right away you, you got to turn that volume down, but right away every day you can turn that volume up, up a little bit and, um, shifting from, you know, a very me focused day-to-day interaction to, um, a we focused interaction and a her focused interaction. Um, people say, you know, you never really understand how, how quickly your life changes with kids until it happens. But I would also say it. So that's been a huge challenge and, and, and figuring out that balance, right? Cause before it was just balancing, you know, my time together with my partner and my wife, Mackenzie and work in the outdoors. And now there's this whole other human being that we have to worry about. But, um, it's been really awesome, you know, to just go outdoors with her. And I think it's really slowed me down and, um, in a lot of really good ways. And I've been on trails and done things in the outdoors that I never would have done without her because, you know, it, it's just the way things shift. And I spent a lot more time, you know, in my front yard playing with bumblebees and, and staring at the shrubs and watching her excitement and adventure and that grow. And so I think, um, it's, it's been a big year of redefining, um, what adventure means, but then also making sure that I hold, you know, some of those adventures and big lines and, and big trips and big expeditions are still sacred, but it just, it just becomes about a total reprioritization. So, uh, so what was, so I, normally I ask people, you know, how'd you make it through it, but what was the, uh, the pivotal reprioritization moment? There's usually that a pivotal moment when a parent goes, it goes from me to we. So can you, yeah. do you, do you know when that moment was? So I had a great, um, this guy, Adam, who's the head of the, um, outdoor association, which is a, a, a great collection of groups like the access fund and American whitewater. He told me before I had, before Wilder came into this world to take all the things I loved, imagine them as pottery on a shelf and then throw it all on the floor, watch it all shatter and then pick up those things that were absolutely essential to me. Um, and, and then sweep everything away and give myself some time to mourn it. But then his advice was, look, when you do that, then you're not going to resent your child when you're not doing something. And so my whole life, since, I got, since I've been on this pathway, not my whole life, but since I was 31 years old, I've been a climber. And that's how I identified myself. And this year I haven't climbed at all. Um, I've gotten a lot of great river time. I've got a lot of time on skis, but that was one of the things I knew, like given my schedule and my travel and expeditions and focusing on expeditions, skiing expeditions for the next couple of years. Um, I was like, well, climbing is going to have to be one of those things that I just sweep away until later. Um, and I mourned it and I haven't, I mean, I've missed it, but it hasn't, I haven't resented my little girl for it. Um, so I had some great friends and support beforehand um, and also, you know, I mean, like you and Michelle do a phenomenal job, I think of, of kind of creating that balance, at least externally, it looks like you guys do a phenomenal job. So <laughs> I think also being able to, being able to see people who model successful balance and, and, and drive and passion with families, I think is, is really helpful. So you, 
you know, you become the people in some ways that you surround yourself with. So I think that's really important to surround yourself with great people. But, um, yeah, there's one moment where I remember, um, she was just having a rough day and I was home alone and my wife wasn't there and I was, you know, we, and so I just took her outside and we sat down in this like kind of Adirondack chair and we just looked at the shrub and the outdoors just calmed her down immediately. Um, and it was amazing cause there's a shrub and she can like play in this shrub where all these bees are and the bees don't bother her at all because she has no fear. She's totally fearless. She just sees them as exciting and she's playing with the flowers and everything else like that. And I think that's when kind of what Adam said and then that switch of me to we really turned on and where I realized, man, I'm in for such an amazing expedition and such an adventure with this little girl. Um, and I'm just going to try and let her lead as much as possible. Little girls are where it's at. They're so awesome. Yeah, yeah. and clearly my parents wanted a little girl. Yeah. You might have... I don't know. I, I was going to come up with something quippy there, but it wasn't positive, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stay away from that one. <laughs> yeah, when your name's Stacy and your mom makes you figure skate in a hockey town... It's a good thing to grow up six foot seven and tough. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. So, uh, so Stacy, what do you think your secret to success is? Uh, it's a great question. I think my secret to success is I've always been uh, fortunate enough to be surrounded by incredible people um, who have believed in me when I never believed in myself and who have pushed me and challenged me and have always been really frank in their feedback. Um, and then... I, I think I think that compared, you know, brought back to the idea that I've never, you know, I've always been a big gangly guy. And so pretty early on, I realized that um, I, I shouldn't ever worry about saving face because just walking through, I was always going to make an ass of myself. I mean, I hit my head on everything. I'm not a very graceful guy. And, and, as, and as soon as I could let that kind of ego go and realize that um, to laugh at myself, and uh, bring others in on the joke, and then just to keep getting up uh, time and time again, to keep getting up and keep getting up and keep getting up because, um, you know, my life is littered with failure and some of it's been near fatal, um, but I've been able to keep getting up and not just on my own, but again, because of amazing friends and family who have encouraged me, who have helped me, who have given me the hand up, who, um, and then, you know, um, so I think that, those two things just keep getting up and surround yourself with good people and when you surround yourself with good people and they keep helping you um, it's pretty easy to cultivate an attitude of gratitude which I know sounds a little cheesy but I think uh, that's incredibly important it's just to you know if you have that attitude of gratitude then you're going to become compassionate about other people because they're helping you and you're helping them and um and the other great thing about falling down is that you have a lot of opportunity to look up. And when you take those moments and those pauses to look up and see something beautiful, uh, that just becomes uh, more reason to keep getting up. Yeah, I agree. We're, why didn't we have this podcast like 10 years ago? Um, well, we didn't know each other then. And I feel like we've had this. I, I feel like if you peel through like this for the people who are listening out there, this is the most serious conversation Griff and I have ever had. Yeah, usually it's, um, it's dick jokes most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, yeah, it's like, it's like dick jokes and making fun of each other. I mean, I've had people after conversations, you know, with you like on the show floor or whatever. And people are like, are you guys mad at each other? I'm like, no, Griff's like my best friend. I only get to see him twice a year. So, or, you know, like really, really soon. And they're like, that's how you treat your best friend. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, but you've always been really nice to me. And I'm like, well, think about it. 
Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, I, and I think, and that's, that's, yeah, I don't know, man. I, 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 there's so many people, you're one of them where I'm like, God, man, where were you? Like when I decided it's like, you know, when I, when I, the, you know, did my first eight ball, like I, I probably had, I been around a, a slightly different group of people when I first got out, I, I probably, uh, I probably could have got on a successful path a little bit earlier, but, um, yeah, you know, again, you just keep getting back up. You just got to keep getting back up. And i um, super lucky to have friends that never gave up on me. That's it, man. It's the, the grit, the straight-up grit and the friendship grit. So, uh, yeah. So do you have any routines that contribute to your success? Big fan of routines around here. I, I, I do. Um, you know, I think uh, there's a few things I try and do, you know, kind of on an annual, monthly, weekly, daily basis. Um, I'm a big goal setter. I'm a big believer in setting goals, um, and, and then putting plans to goals. Right. I mean, I don't, I, over the last few years, I've really realized that the dreams I'm dreaming now are totally different than, than the dreams I used to dream. And I think that's because dreams are a byproduct of action. Um, and actually you only get to action if you start setting up goals and then you got to put the plan in place and then you gotta, and then you gotta crush it. Um, so that's, that's the, you know, annually I set goals for myself, uh, what I want to do and how I want to get there. And then that feeds into, um, monthly, weekly, and daily routines. What are my goals? What am I doing today to reach them? Um, what goals need to change? What goals need to drop off? Um, but some of the other routines that, you know, that I think just to keep myself sane, I, you know, I try and exercise, uh, seven days a week if possible. Um, I, you know, including active recovery days. Um, that's a huge one for me. I read as much as I possibly can, um, morning and night. And when I travel, I take that time to read. Uh, I think that's a routine that really helps because you got to take in lots of different information, um, take in information all the time, different information. And then if I'm not reading, I'm listening to music. And I think those are also, you know, important routines, but on a daily basis, um, you know, and then I try to go to bed every night with my, with my wife and, and spend time with her, um, and, and make sure that we have an opportunity to reconnect. And then every morning is for my little girl. Um, you know, from, she typically wakes up at five, which is great. Like I think anybody who has kids that has been in the military and been in combat will tell you that combat is the best preparation for parenting. Like it's, it's incredible. You're like covered in shit all the time. You like, don't have any, you don't have any sleep. You're constantly worried that somebody's about to die. Um, so for that first year, I think military training is just phenomenal. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess those are, that's a little bit all over the place, but, um, exercise, uh, time with loved ones, time with loved ones while exercising is great. And then, um, just setting those goals and those lists and figuring out how to make all that happen and then taking as much new information as you possibly can. Um, or old information. I mean, I love history and now with podcasts, I mean, um, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, this is going to be like uh, on, the, on the internet forever. Right. Totally. Yeah. So there's a lot of great podcasts out there that people like right now, man, I, uh, Carlin's hardcore history is so amazing. And just to think about typically I listen to, to hardcore history and then I'm like, well, you know, things might be tough right now, but I'm not a Bulgarian soldier in world war one. My life is awesome. Yeah. So, Yeah. Crazy. So the last question, it's always the easiest, Stacy, is where can people follow you? Um, 
just look for where all the trees are knocked down, where the branches are missing, because I've forgotten a duck, and they can follow right behind it. Um, I have a good good buddy who's a climber, and he's like, you'll always get invited on expeditions because you can break snow and take out all the tree limbs on the way. Yeah. Um, so people can follow that, follow there. Um, but on social media, um, I'm Twitter at Mission Outdoor. Uh, I'm on Facebook as Stacy Bear. I'm on Instagram as Stacy A Bear. Um, love to interact on social media. Um, I, yeah. And as, as you know, Griff, I always like to stir the pot. So, um, but there's a lot of cool things we're doing. The one thing I, I haven't mentioned, you know, one of the things I, I'm most proud of that we're doing right now is this great outdoors lab work on researching the benefit of time outdoors is healthcare. Um, and people can also check out Greater Good Science Center and follow Greater Good Science Center. They're one of our partners in that work and just doing some incredible, incredible stuff. Right on. Well, Stacy, thank you for doing what you're doing. It's a huge benefit to not only the veterans, but to society as a whole and to this country. So thank you. Please keep it up. Don't stop. And uh, have an awesome, awesome holiday season. Right back at you. Love being part of the unarmed forces. And, um, yeah, thanks for inspiring us for everything and, and all the great people that are part of Combat Flip Flops from uh, Leo Jenkins all the way down to uh, your kind intern. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you very much, Stacy. Have a great day. This is the Unarmed Forces Podcast with Stacy Bear. We're out. <laughs>